let's watch a Disney Channel podcast. Let's watch a Disney Channel podcast. Hey, we're gonna watch a Disney Channel podcast. Let's watch a Disney Channel podcast. I got in it. That's fair, yeah. (laughs) I was going to do the one line, and then I was like, nope, gotta... That's fair, yeah. Gonna keep digging until I hit oil, man. I mean, I'll admit I pitched that idea. Yes, (laughs) you did. That's on you. So I take credit for it. You have to take responsibility Yeah, I take responsibility for my actions. (laughs) That one was actually my idea. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the Disney desk. Carter here. And I'm Sydney. And we finally made it to the summer. We finally have some time off. Yeah, it's been a while since we've uh, been active. But we have some free time, so we're here to talk about a couple of things. We have some ideas. Uh, We're still working out a system to review movies that doesn't cause us to go insane. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to put together a little more codified um, system systems so that it's bearable to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> as well as as not we, we were calling them marathon recordings because yeah. they would literally take us like two hours to get through. It was painful, but yeah, uh, we're not gonna. We learned our lesson. We're not gonna do that anymore. And yes. so hopefully by the end of the summer, with the release of the new uh, live-action films like Lion King, we will have a a clear plan and some more content on that front for you guys. And what better way to start this new age of uh, the Disney desk than reviewing literally every single Disney Channel movie under the sun? Yes. I think I would say that we were like the renaissance of of this of disney channel original movies also known as dcoms yes (laughs) i think we saw the absolute best i think we i think we we saw the most iconic of the dcoms in our time because i feel like even i mean so the disney channel movie concept started around 1997 so me might be biased because we grew up when it was starting in nostalgia Right, we were, we're, we're like 23, are you 24? You're about to be 24. Oh, I don't even know. I think I'm You're about to be 24. Yeah. Yeah. We were born in the late 90s, and so, which would be like the start of, of, of these projects, and so we were probably the most coherent around 2000. Yeah, 2000. And on. When they were really churning these things out. Yeah, and then around 2000, like maybe, I don't know. 11, 12, 13, we became too cool. Yeah. It's too cool for school. So, so I mean, maybe this this recording will be a little bit biased. Well, it'll be completely biased. Oh, yeah, it's impossible not to be biased We haven't even this. heard of, yeah. and then some of these are just plain stupid, and other than these yeah. are absolute genius. But so. I also <laughs> feel like, I, do, I feel like it's not just us, because you look at, we've pulled up the timeline. The early 2000s is where you're getting a lot of these. You're getting... In 2004, you have one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. Now you scroll down to like the current years, and they're making about two to three a year. So it's very clear yeah. that the priorities in terms of content have changed. Well, also, we have to consider something that, and it just occurred to me, called the Nickelback effect, which I just I made up pardon? right now. I just made that up, but it's a real thing. It has to do with the way 9-11 affected media. And uh, it's the reason it's the reason not... we hate Nickelback, 
And it was because music became really, like, popular art in general and became really, really, like, watered down and churned out really quickly after 9-11 because people wanted things that were, like, numb and, like, meaningless post-9-11. And it's the reason that we, like, resent the hell out of Nickelback. That was their peak. Like, but then Green Day came out and everyone's like, oh, that's real music. Like, do you know what I mean? Green. God, remember a time when we could call Green Day real art? Yes. <laughs> well, anyway, this applies to television and movies as well. So I believe that some, when we see this, like, big chunk of movies coming out in the 2000, 2001, 2002, I think we have to consider which of these are just, like, turned out nonsense for sake of pacifying the American people and children of this time, and which of these are actually, you know, thoughtful pieces of work. Okay, I'll give you a maybe on that. Like, Mm -hmm. I like the theory. I think it's pretty sound. Yeah. My only contention is I feel like that you could make the argument, like, all right, well, first to start, what inspired us to do this episode is I was watching um, Go Figure, not by choice, my sister put it on, and I was just going through it and watching and seeing, like, these same tropes that you could recognize in every single Disney Channel movie, the archetypes in it, the the same mm-hmm. things that are in every single Disney Channel movie, and it just got us super nostalgic. And I feel like there's a cutoff point. I kind of put it around High School Musical, but it's probably a little later than that, where they get a new set of tropes a new set of structures and formulas. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is why they feel so lame and gross to us now. Yeah, there's a couple of reasons why it's lame and gross to us now. But I think, well, we, let's, let's go back to the timeline. Right. And apply all of these ideas yes. accordingly. I think that would be the best way to get our ideas across. Yes. We're going to go down the list. We're going to name drop every single one. And we'll <laughs> o- we're only going to stop if we have something to say. We're not going yes. to literally talk about, I don't even remember half of these. No, I don't recognize a lot of these titles. And that's not healthy. So um, we're just going to address the ones that like spark some kind of meaning to us one way or the other. Right. The first ever Disney Channel movie under the branding Disney Channel Original Movie is 1997's Under Wraps. No. I remember there's a mummy, and that's it. That's it. There's a mummy. Under Wraps. we get 98, You Lucky Dog. No. Brink. No. What is Brink even about? Really quick. Uh, Roller skating. Roller hockey? Yeah, either... It's radical. Well, it's the it's 90s. It's got to be radical. It's rad. Uh, no, we don't recognize that. And then we get to the one that's kind of the big break, Halloween Town. Yes. Okay, this is this is millennial fuel right here. Yes, this is, this is <laughs> this one of is those... This is cocaine for us. Yes. This was it. This is one of those ones that I feel like every millennial our age can reference and mm-hmm. identify. And honestly, for a kid's movie, for a television kid's movie, I think it's still pretty good. It is. It's got Debbie Reynolds in that. It's got... De- yeah. This is when they had, like, a A degree of... Yeah. Well, one, a budget. That's very important. (laughs) They had a budget. Uh Uh-huh. And they also had a sense of... Like, the Disney prestige still seeped into them a little bit. Obviously, they're not going to bring out their big guns, but they're still going to get actors like Debbie Reynolds to show up. This is, like, that Disney formula where opposite of of Nickelodeon, where Nickelodeon was like, oh, this is a channel for kids by kids, Disney was doing the exact opposite where they were like, we believe every member of the family is sitting down to watch these films. So there's got to be something for Grandma. Right. So enter Debbie Reynolds. So we're going to get, like, a few... 
yeah. popular actors. Yeah. It's going to be a four quadrant hit. Every yeah. it's going to have a little something for everyone. Um, it definitely is, like we said, where the tropes kind of start. Uh, stars a young adult kid, slightly older than the rest. There's always a super science kid. Usually they have one or two siblings. One of them is always like a tech kid mm-hmm. who's like, no, my formula. Yeah. Some, and yeah, that's snobby about it. <laughs> and kind of above it all. Mm-hmm. There's usually a younger kid. The, a younger sibling that they have to drag along yes. and they resent the hell out of that. Yes, who's like the starry-eyed one, who's yeah. like the ah shucks one. Who actually knew the lesson all along and yeah. everyone was like, oh. You had the power all along. All along, yeah. Why didn't we listen? You're so wise beyond your years. Yes, even though you're eight. Yes. Honestly, I think a lot of these tropes and stuff come just from television in general, mm-hmm. because I'm realizing we're just describing bits and pieces of Family Matters and Full House. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why you couldn't put these in theaters, because they're so TV in their, they like, are t- they are TV inspiration. Yeah. It's also one of the most 90 movie, 90s movies on the planet in terms of just tone and sense of humor being a little snappy and sassy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The color palette's kind of like... Drab, drab. but fab. Yeah, <laughs> yes. dra- like the, yeah, the sets are decadent Orange, and over-designed. Brown. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. the palette, it feels like everything's kind of in a brownish filter. Yeah. If you don't know Halloween Town, basically uh, kids find out their grandma's a witch and all the monsters that we read about in books live in a set, alternate live, universe called Halloween Town. Live in, and yes, they have politics and hierarchy yes. and everything. They and have they, political intrigue. Yes, they have infrastructure. They have they, racists who want to destroy the human exactly, world. Exactly, yes. They have cab drivers. Yes, who skeleton are pretty cab much the drivers. same as our cab drivers. Talk with a New York accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, and make puns make about jokes. being dead. Yes. Yes. Okay, shall yeah. we move on? Like we said, still charming, awesome costume it. designs, really good practical makeup. Mm-hmm. And one of these ones where I'm like, you could probably put this in theaters and people would still like it. Yeah. And this okay. is where things blow up because Halloween Town is such a big hit, we just start getting a hundred of these damn things. Yeah. Uh, Xenon. Xenon, girl of the 21st, 21st century. century. This was so cool. This was like real teen life on earth but just they were like make it metallic (laughs) (laughs) i I do love put a gun to my head i could not tell you any plot beats other than like oh she has to go back to earth at some point for some reason these ones passed me by but i do love the aesthetic of this is a the 80s and 90s vision of what the year 20 like 40 is going to be it's neon it's everything's metal Everything's kind of analog. Mm-hmm. Everything's cl- boxy. All the ships are you boxy. You ever see like those hand-drawn photos, what they thought the future would be like from the 1940s? Yes. And they're just like still these huge-ass cars, but just flying? Yes. They <laughs> like... imagine these incredible like silvery buildings and sharp things, yeah. but they can't imagine shapes other than a box. No, Everything's exactly. A, everything is centered <laughs> everything on the is box. Everything is a box, yeah. <laughs> what is the plot? Oh, they're going to crash the space station? It's just high school, middle school romping with Raven Simone and like some blonde girl. I I could not with life you tell tell you her name, but she's in a bunch. Yeah, Storms, Kirsten Storms. Yeah, that sounds a lot. That sounds really familiar to me. It's interesting you're looking at like the list of some of these names. And I think one of the big differences between now and then is... Back then, there was a ch- there was still the Disney Star pipeline. Yeah. But it it didn't feel as obvious. Yeah. Now it, it everything didn't. feels like a vehicle. It, it no, you're correct. Where it's yeah. like we have three or four kids we want to 
trained to be stars. Right. Whereas in this one, you just have Raven Simone, but she's not even the star. She's the support character. Right, yeah. Like, this isn't even like High School Musical where you had Zac Efron in the lead, and it's like, this is the golden Mm -hmm. boy. This is going to be it. Right. There's almost always school stuff. There's, like, school stuff. There's, there's always like, a bully. The there's parents always... don't understand, yeah. but, oh, oh, we like this one boy band. Yes. And the boy band was the most important part, which everyone remembers to this day, and the song I do that remember he sang, them. Zoom, Zoom, yeah. Zoom. You remember that song? And most of them tried, and a lot of them tried to have original songs. Yeah, like they, they try did. To work they in... wrote music for these. Yes. Which, again, this goes... And made a record label just devoted to... Uh, which is insane. To these movies' soundtracks. Which, I mean, there's that famous diagram Disney made where he listed out, like, all the different factions of Disney. The films, the parks, the music, the merch animation, yeah. the live mm-hmm. action, the merch. Mm-hmm. And just showed all of the different, like, strings that connect them. The Disney Channel movies are some of the most blatant and blunt examples of that in terms mm-hmm. of, like, these stars, these songs, the Disney Channel, where we're also going to show the movies, and we're going to promote the new movies. You just really see it all laid to bear yeah. on wow. television. Can of Worms, it? don't remember. No. 13th Year was my jam. That one is another one we put on a lot around my house just Yeah, for because why? Like, it's, uh, this boy it's insane. Is, is adopted or something? Yes. Well, not really adopted. They, they find him washed at sea because this mermaid lady Had to leave gives him. up her baby. Yeah. Because she's about to get scooped up by a fisherman. Yes. And, um... I will say, we're ragging on these for being kind of tropey, but at the same time... No, these are great movies. Yeah, like, there's still the archetypes of, like, oh, the snobby bully and the geek yeah. kid mm-hmm. and, like, bad guys and parents who don't quite relate and are kind of stiff. Yeah. But also, the initial hook for a lot of these is freaking nuts. Yeah, because essentially this is just, like, puberty the musical, but, like, make it mermaid. Yeah, kid turns 13 and discovers he's a mermaid. And grows scales, yeah. Grows scales, and he's supposed to be like a swimmer on the, isn't he yes. like a swimmer he's on, the, a swimmer. on the team? And yeah. it turns out he's so good at swimming Go because he has a, mermaid blood. Because he's a mermaid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Typical. He grows flippers. The ending of this always haunted me because the idea that he would just leave everything he knew, his entire life, yeah, like his girlfriend, his friends, parents. his parents who have been raising him, one of which is Dave Coulier. Yeah, in, isn't that something? It's just the most phoned in <laughs> performance I've ever seen from him, yeah. which is saying a lot. Mm-hmm. He would give up all that to go live in the ocean. Something about that felt like a horror premise. Kind of, yeah. There's a movie coming out called The Lighthouse, which is just 18th century lighthouse guys dealing with all these haunted mermaids and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, mermaids are scary. And uh, this is yeah. why. Yeah. This is why. Because this kid's just gone. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to lie about this. Yeah. And cover up for the How fact that their son is the gone. Government? Yeah. Their son is just There's gone. a social security number for yeah. this child. An Amber. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to put out an Amber alert for him. Eventually His someone's... parents are going to get arrested. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Smart, Smart House. House. Smart House. We're really getting into, like, the real big year for us. Yeah. Smart House Ooh, is another Smart one is that I think is genuinely good. Smart House was like... Smart house is now real life. Like we live in real life smart house. We have we have our own smart houses now. I will say this is the closest with voices and right? everything. I didn't think about this, but this like, really is the closest we've gotten to like realizing what the future would be because it's not shimmering yeah. or shiny. It's the same things we have, but with artificial but just intelligence interacting with us. Yeah. yeah. Our houses look exactly the same, but we have built-in computers that can change the temperature and stuff. And it's like. The thing, like, you think this didn't work for them, you know what I mean? But, like, we haven't really learned our lesson. Yeah. Like, we, we well, we haven't added like, the creepy CGI tentacles yet. 
Oh, that's true. And we we haven't built like a, a like a hologram. Yeah. Of like uh, what's solid her name? Light things. Yeah. Pam. Yeah. Right. This is actually based off a book where the book is much darker. The kids become obsessed with the smart house. The idea is this is a house with a supercomputer in it that is like an AI an Alexa. computer. Yeah. yeah. An Alexa who can take care of you yeah, and but, make food. But needy also. She's, yes. a, she's a mommy Alexa who like just wants to spend time yeah. with you and wants you to love her. Yeah. The main son who gets them this house, he wants this because he doesn't want to get a new mom because he's like, we're happy as a family. Yeah. And the computer reads off this and becomes codependent and tries to become a mom. But mm -hmm. the book, the kids become super obsessed, and the holograms become real, and they feed the parents to a lion. Ah, interesting. So, which I love. They allude to in this movie. At one point, they have a Sahara hologram, oh, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a cute reference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, early CGI that doesn't hold up. Yeah, this one gets really bleak, as this robot learns it can never quite be human. Yeah, no. Incapable Cannot of giving these mommy. children what they yeah, need. Yeah, these, these children, yeah. Kit, mom. Zero out of ten, no mom. No mom. And then after, like, putting the entire family in hostage, they all kind of forget about it and move on, and they still mm -hmm. live in the house. But, yeah, this one gets bleak, and I think it holds up very well. A lot what is her name? Go back to... Who is Pam? Um, I know her. I want to say, like, it's on the tip of my tongue. Or Pat, not Pam. Uh, Catherine Louise Seagal. Oh, no, she's a Seagal? That's not who I had in my brain. Uh, oh, she's oh, she's Leah, Leah in Futurama. Peggy Bun, cool. yeah. Yeah, she's known for playing Peggy Bun. That is who I... Married with Children. Yeah, That like is a, who I thought again, that was. Again, they get, like, people... Real people, yeah. yeah. Even mm -hmm. if they're not the base stars, you go, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. move on. A lot of people tend to rank that one number one. Uh, Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. These ones were cool. These, yeah. This was just rad fun. Yeah. This is when we worked in a lot of rad stuff. They were stuff. like, we need a person of color. Yeah. We're like, yeah. man, these can't all be white, can yeah. they? Yeah. All right. What can we do? The 90s uh, was good at, at people of color. Like, I don't know what happened, but yeah. like the 90s was especially good at, at the very least, exploiting people yeah. of color. <laughs> like, yeah, it did. Uh, I, like, I was going to say, it felt more like a, there, you imagine a boardroom meeting where they're like, they're we need like, to appeal to the yes. this market. Like they, they spend an entire year just doing yeah. black sh people shows. You know what uh, I mean? And no, this was across the board of entertainment in general, especially children's entertainment. It was like, there was a part where they were just, like, really forcing R&B. Like, do you remember Keenan and Kel? Yeah. And Coolio? That was the biggest kid show on the planet. Coolio sang their theme song. Yeah. They got Coolio to appear uh, in their movie. TLC sang the All That theme song. And then, like, I don't know if you remember Maya and, like, Blackstreet. They were, like, pop I remember Blackstreet. Yeah, they sang... They sing a song for the Rugrats movie. What? And they had, like, a whole music video and everything for that. Like, but there was, like... You know, like, with TV, sh there was, like, Sister, Sister on Disney Channel now, and then early 2000s, we get, like, The Proud Family. Like, they were just, they really dove you at know a certain what? point. See, this is where I think your Nickelback effect comes into play. Because I think it's, like, the 90s, we beat the Russians, Cold War's over, everyone declares <laughs> it, like, the end of history, so then we're all like, well, why don't we all just get along? Let's, like, you know, let's just, I just I think... not think about any bad things that happened in the past and just be happy. Right. And then 9-11 happens, and it's... It creates a sense of we have to be very rigid and keep everything in line mm -hmm. and not think anything subversive. 
And I that mean, means white, white, white again. Yes. And I think at towards the, ni- well, in the 90s and the end of the 90s, that is when we really discovered that, like, black people are funny. So this is where you have Fresh Prince and Martin and the Wayans brothers yeah. and everything. Like, people are like, black people are really funny. Let's make a show about twins. We get these two adorable yeah. mixed-race girls and have Tim Reed and Jack A. <laughs> be their parents <laughs> and then that'll be funny for parents like i said they, they believe that everyone is watching so they're like oh people used to watch 227 and like old as old shows no tim reed and jack a so like let's let's just like put them in a show and get these two adorable twin girls that are kind of brown and and make a tv show about it i you love how I mean? we're having this interesting discussion about race intersecting yeah. with media for johnny tsunami yeah which we haven't even explained the, the start of it plot. no yeah johnny tsunami do we do we need to no i mean i think the name speaks for itself yeah just imagine a surfboard trope and yes. work that in uh, in this case he goes to a place that doesn't have water it has <laughs> ice he goes to vermont wow yeah there's like three plots you can do in a surfing movie <laughs> and that's one of them Change uh, the element. Yeah, change Slightly. whatever Not element even. is around. It just make the and water frozen. That, yeah, <laughs> that will decide what board he has now. Is yes. it a skateboard or a snowboard? <laughs> uh, genius, I don't remember that no. one. No. Uh, what is even... Uh, oh, I kind of remember the poster. These all... And they all got their own posters, which is oh, weird. Oh, yeah, these were campaigns. Like... Yeah, they were, yeah, they were promoted like they were regular movies. And they're the most 90s posters of, like... You know, kids looking at the camera smirking. Yeah, like the Mary Kate and Ashley, all that stuff. Those style posters. Uh, don't look under the bed. I recognize that title, but like really have no. Uh, yeah, I don't recognize emotional this poster at attachment all. to that. Uh, moving on, horse sense. Oh God. Horse sense. I don't remember this one. Uh, no, I don't. Again, but, like, another just why? great kids poster. Um, yeah, they were so serious too. It stars brothers Joey and Andrew Lawrence. Uh, oh, heiress. Wow, the William. the Lawrence brothers. I know them. Really, Joey? Yeah. You know Joey Lawrence? I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. They were like little teen heartthrob dudes. Okay, so that was definitely a vehicle then. Oh, here we go. Here's a home run. Up, up, and a away. budget of like exactly a <gasps> hundred thousand. Oh my god, this is dry- This is nuts. I literally was yeah. thinking of a scene from this where <laughs> the. It's so up, up and away is Incredibles, but they're black, basically. Yeah. So like, like if Frozone got his own show, basically, mm-hmm. and he also had superpowered kids, and his wife was superpowered. Yes. So not quite like Frozone at all. Just, just again, superhero. They family were like drama. superheroes make it metallic. Yes, and, like, very metallic. And put it in so the sin suburbia. I feel yeah. like this was this was like one of the cheapest looking films. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't it tacky? Like, wasn't it looked it just tacky. tacky. But that's yeah. also true about the entire superhero genre at this point. Yeah. Because they've decided they want superhero stuff. That superheroes are marketable, but we don't have the budgets to really realize them. Mm-hmm. This is also around the same time Steel came out, which had Shaquille O'Neal in like this oh. crappy RoboCop costume yeah. and like a weird cutout metal thing. Poor Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Poor. Well, like, this is this is that superhero from with uh, Sherman Hemsley, like of all people. Yes. Jeez, but like a bunch of other like recognizable black actors. But I, I remembered mean, a specific scene from this where the one older brother has like electricity tech powers and he's trying to read a computer for some reason and he can't do it and the dad is like, ugh. You're disappointing and us. And I couldn't remember <laughs> what it was called. Um, yeah. yeah, basically the premise is uh, the youngest son of this superhero family doesn't have powers and basically... And everybody into, else does. Yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. rest of the family does. So he creates all of these like pranks and stuff to create the illusion of having powers. Like he 
messes with the screws on his door to make it look like he rips it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, his dad tries to take him flying, and he falls out of the sky. Again, this another charming one. Uh, I, uh, I actually kind of like this one. It's another one that's charming, even though it the is. budget is... Even though it looks ugly. Two pennies and a quarter. Yeah, exactly. It very much is in that 90s aesthetic of things being ugly, because ugly is cool. Foxy, metallic-y, gross. Apparently the Green Hornet was in it. It's a good movie. Yeah, another charming, set the stage for Sky High, The Color of Friendship. The Color of Friendship, one of my favorite movies of all time. Look beyond black and white, Do you and know you'll this find movie? the color of friendship. I remember the title. Yo, I don't this remember movie the plot. was banging. Okay, so like, so this black family, right, in the United States, they're getting an exchange student from South Africa. Right. But like, Marnie, I think her name was, like the main character, she like doesn't realize that there are hella white people in South Africa. In fact, it's like mostly white people in South yeah. Africa. She was like... For a lot of complicated Let's, social like, reasons. She's so excited about like getting like an authentic African person. I can relate to that. Because being African American, you have like absolutely no African identity, really. Like it's all been stripped from you. So it's like, I can imagine in the 90s, this is super exciting, but like she's really kind of vaguely aware of apartheid. I mean, she's, she, she's aware this of apartheid. Apartheid? about apartheid oh my god oh, yeah this is like prime apartheid time right now is she she's just not thinking that she's gonna get a white person much less like a really really rich white person that is like whose relationship to black people is like that they are pretty much servants and that's exactly how she treats them when she gets to their house so like they pick her oh my up god, this is nuts. and they're like yeah no but it's like my favorite movie ever but pretty much they become best friends i mean it's, it's a tr- it's one of those like oh we're different but yes. we're best friends this white girl pretty much learns more about blackness in America than she does in the United States because, like, I mean, she gets there and she she treats like the mom like she's like her personal chef. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like they, I mean, this is like one of the most authentic examples of like actual racism. I mean, because like the movie starts with her, the white girl, like in her affluent house. Like she lives in this huge house. Her father is some kind of like politician or something he's they're very rich and it's like all of the black people are like the driver the cook like she has like a butler like she is surrounded by black people and they all work for them they all work for her do you know what i mean like so she has no frame of like of real like black she does not genuinely see black people as like normal people or, or like and that like is really like it's it's a really really raw rough like story do you know what i mean yeah of of transition but it's one of my favorite movies of all time because i feel like it's like kind of the last of its kind as far as like this type of message yeah especially for disney because this was a point when the disney channel movies we you know they have the silly ones that we talked about and all the tropes there but they also had the ones that were the serious ones yeah Mm -hmm. and there was an earnestness in that that we don't have anymore Mm -hmm. yeah at least for the Disney Channel movies. Right. So, yeah, I love Color of Friendship. One of my favorites. Alley right. Cat's... Tr- Is this about a sport? Bowling yep. and basketball, apparently. Nope, that's not what I was thinking, but okay. Uh, have I have nothing sophisticated to say. I have absolutely no reference for that. No, not one at all. Uh, Rip Girls. What's that supposed to be? Surfing. Mean? Oh, here we go It's again. always surfing. It's, it's never a normal here. sport. It's never basketball. No, it's, never, it's well, rarely. Not until later. If it is, it, there's like a weird perverted twist yeah, on it. Yeah, it's always a magical real twist or it's a musical. Yeah, there is no just normal. Miracle in Lane 2. No, they didn't do two bowling movies in one year. Is oh, that Frankie Muniz? Frankie Muniz in... 
originally called Wheelies. It oh, looks so like it's a about, baby. It's about like uh, what's it called? Soapbox racing. Mm-mm. He's in a wheelchair. Oh my Stepsister God. from Planet. This is Weird. what I mean, though. It feels like with so many of these, there's like a checklist of we have all of these I- tropes and ideas. Yes. We want them together, even if they don't necessarily go together. Um, we want to do something with soapboxing because no one's done that yet. Um, True. Yeah. We want a it's kid in a wheelchair. Yeah, it's yeah. never a normal sport. It always has to be something weird because that adds to like the like goofiness of like, whoa, I don't know what yeah, I'm doing. Right. We have to learn a lesson. <laughs> yeah, we have to learn how this relates to our personal drama. <laughs> uh, stepsister from Planet Weird. No. Workaholic no. father. Windsurfing. <laughs> Windsurfing mothers are divorced. Come on. Oh, Even the enough. support characters can't do normal ass <laughs> sports. No. I probably just blew up the mic. I'm hulking out. Oh my gosh. All right, ready to I run. run. about a horse next. Uh, it's, it's, it, come on. It has the word run in it. Horses don't run, they gallop. Okay. Quince. Yo, okay, Quince is, this is original. Okay. What is the, give me the pitch. You don't remember Quince? I don't remember this one. Yo, Quince was like one of the best movies ever. This girl, right? She's like 14 years old. She's an only child. She's like a spoiled, not spoiled, I don't call her spoiled, but she's just living this happy life. Well, like, she's when got you're these a, like you know, quirky, authentic parents. When you're and, like, the center live. of your parents' attention, it's yeah. natural to get a little like. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, but like she's not like a brat or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, she's an only child. You don't child, have to be a brat about it. It's just and like you're used And she's to being like enjoying center. her life being like the center of her parents' world. She's like an artist. Her parents are like oh we, you know she lives in this like nice quaint little house in the suburbs or whatever they're never in the city they're always suburbs no one ever lives in a city in these no not until cheetah girls they're the yeah. only ones that live in the city anyway um so then her parents become pregnant with quintuplets that's the premise like, of the movie that's the premise of the movie and so she like goes from being the center of like you know her own life or whatever to, like, all of her parents' energy and attention being devoted to five infants that are now in her life. It also draws the attention of, like, the local news. And, like, her parents become, like, local celebrities almost because they gave birth to five babies and, and that was, like, revolutionary. Die. And she survives to tell about it. Yeah. And so it's, like, her siblings get, like, an agent and, like, they do all of the... They get, like, a brand deal from this Pampers company. And it's her five <laughs> infant siblings... Oh are, like, celebrities, and now she's to the wayside, and, like, her parents almost miss her art show. <laughs> and there this is, go. like, within a year of of um, The Color of Friendship, which is a normal, grounded story. Like, I love that there's no middle ground with Disney Channel movies. No. There's never, there's never a normal situation with a little bit of, like, zaniness. It's either we're going to tell a grounded story with an interesting premise... Or we are going to go into fantasy land, Disney World, where there's agents trying to get babies, and there's like, and the local news is involved, and everyone's going crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's something. the premise of the quintuplets. I'm like, that's silly, but all right. But then when you talk like, about the agent, you really should like watch this movie. Like, it's one of the best ones. Quince is I kind of like... love the poster because of how early 2000s it is. Oh, it's yeah. just this girl being circled by all these babies and with her arms up like, it's a living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. We're All right, we're rolling. The other me. The other me. Don't recognize it at Mom's all. Mom's got a date with a vampire. Oh, yes, with what's her name? 
Uh, with that. What is her name? She's in everything. She was in Sabrina the Teenage... She was Hilda on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, she's the mom from Phineas and Ferb. She's still on Disney Channel to this day. She's, she's like, a really well-known actress. This is another fun one. For some reason, when they do... I'd love anytime they do something vaguely horror-related. Goosebumpsy, yeah. Yeah, because that's when the lack of a budget makes it kitschy and cute, as opposed to, like, eye-rolling. Mm-hmm. Because the idea is... They want to go to some Halloween bash, but they need the mom out of the house. So they set her up with an online date. You know, this is the 2000s understanding of how the internet works. And instead of getting a creep, they get a vampire. Whoa. Meanwhile, Van Helsing, or I guess an ancestor of Van Helsing, is like on the hunt. Um, I love... I love this one because of the vampire gets so frustrated with this entire scenario because he thinks he's going to walk in, steal this woman away, and be right. done with it. And that the kids keep going like, nah, we're going to stop you. How about we do this? And how about we do this? I think at one point he literally goes, what is happening? I am a vampire. You are children. He gets Sounds so right. frustrated at this like cat and mouse game they're playing because he can literally go through walls and turn into a bat and bite someone to death. And hypnotize people. I remember not being very interested in this movie. It it, it has a goofy charm that I really like. Mm-hmm. I just love how it just becomes this comedy of manners where this guy's trying not to lose his cool and be a suave vampire around, like, 12-year-olds. Yeah. Phantom of the Megaplex. I remember this, but, again, was not interested. I remember it only because I have encyclopedia knowledge of every <laughs> Phantom ripoff. Okay. Which I find is funny. Um... I remember there's a tech kid in here. There's always, like, the tech kid That's is... That's the rule, yeah. Yeah, they, they have, like, three or four palette swaps for the siblings that they just rotate. One of them is always, one of the kids knows tech, and it's gonna be useful. And can, like, type real fast. Yeah. Too, and, but not do yeah. it. Type real fast and, like, make things happen somehow. Yeah. That's not how typing even That's works. That's not how hacking works. That's hacking not how computers is work. going yeah. into ones and zeros and, like, yeah. changing a one that causes things to happen. No, but they're always just typing frantically. Yeah. I love I love movies. Even now, movies depiction of hacking is so goofy. Yeah, that's not a Disney like Channel thing. What? That's just reality. Criminal Minds. I feel like Criminal Minds. She's always like that's that always one. The best. She's like, always like, oh, I gotta get through the type, firewall. Type, I can do this. Yeah. I'm like, can't get through. And it's a Cat chicken or egg thing because I'm like, Friends did Disney cool. Channel movies and like kids movies start this or yeah. did it start from regular movies and seep down? <laughs> um, the Ultimate Christmas Present. This was a dumb movie, but it, it was entertaining, kind of, with yeah. Brenda Song. I feel like this is one of Brenda Song's first ever films. I love the depiction of Santa in this. Again, charming. It's a charming movie, fun. about, but like the plot's kind of stupid. But yeah, that's, Santa has a weather machine for some reason, and yeah, they steal and it. Yeah, the, and they steal it because they want to make it snow in Los Angeles on Christmas, but whatever. Um, and it plunges them into an eternal winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've seen this story. Decades from now, um, someone who's trying to make frozen work goes, "Oh, I've got it." <laughs> References this movie. Yes, uh, Xenon the sequel. Okay, that's kind of a cute name. I, mm-hmm. again, I know Another nothing Xenon. about the Xenons. There's nothing that cool to talk about. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, they were all great movies, but, like, this is, we already talked about Xenon. This yeah. This is just I, the sequel. It I, does feel like a franchise where if you talk about what you like about one, you kind of covered it. No, they're all the same, yeah. Uh, motocross. motocross. Cross-dressing. A motocross. Oh, this is that thing. Where she cuts her hair and now she's a dude. Yeah. So she can participate in, in motorsports. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing I change about me. I don't put on, like, a chest no, bound yeah, or, like... I don't. I don't need one. Or She's just... it's gotta be... Or put on makeup that changes my jawline. It's gotta be the hair. 
<laughs> I'm just gonna get a pixie cut and put gel in it and spike it up, and I'm automatically a bro. Wait. The movie is loose, a uh, loose adaptation of William Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. I beg your pardon? Can they stop? That Don't feels like that. a stretch. Don't even that do that. That feels like a stretch. Yes, there's cross-dressing, but there's cross-dressing in every other Shakespeare. All of his comedies have someone cross-dressing. Yeah. That's, that's not special. That's part of it. That's what he does. And now our family has a thousand years of curses because your daughter decided to be a cross-dresser. <laughs> the best Sorry. line from Mulan. Uh-huh. Uh, Luck of the Irish. Oh, This yes. is what we meant. There, it's basketball, but he discovers but that he's leprechaun. the descendant of leprechauns. So there you go. Is uh, there anything really he, to say about he this? He gets other a coin stolen, and I, this one feels like bullying toward Irish people, <laughs> because at the end, he the whole thing is like he needs to do a report on his culture, and his parents are, don't really talk about their culture a lot. They say it's because back in the twenties, Irish people were bullied when they were immigrating, which I'm like. Yeah, but that it's a very different landscape. Yeah, um, yeah. This is a this is one of those. This is an extension of uh, there was white people were enslaved too. This, yeah. This is like when people are like uh, the Irish were enslaved. Yeah. But no one ever appreciates anyone bringing that up. Yeah. Because the, who cares? That's, at this if point? anyone brings that up, that's your immediate you're like you Get don't. Out of here. Yeah, they're canceled. Yeah. You don't even need to hear any other thing nope, they say. You're like, all, all you're right, like, I got you. I know out. the kind of person you are, you and don't. I don't want to be associated with that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, it makes Irish culture seem so gross because it's like, oh, we all talk like this. That's not it at all. Yeah, like the Lucky Charms dude. Yeah, like, that's, they sounds like the Lucky Charms dude. Yeah. They they develop red hair. Yep. Uh, they can't not perform music or be twee. Uh, they're, it makes the food look disgusting. Mm. Even though I'm like, I don't know, I like sausage. <laughs> um, right, but then on. at the end it's like, oh, isn't this great? Yeah. Um, I do like I get another one that I'm like it's kind of just ridiculous so I can't it's, help it's just you can't help romping. but love it yeah no it was a good one uh, Hounded I have no Hounded. reference for a missing dog yeah no I have absolutely no reference that's weird goodness how long are we gonna do this or we're only on 2001 oh god we're, right, we're in too deep. accelerate this. Yeah. Let's just go yay Jet or Jackson nay. don't know what that is my mom is always bringing this up she, rec- she remembers this I do not okay uh, jumping ship Jim um, oh, we don't need these white boys. Yeah, no. Uh, we get a Halloween too, but again, you've seen the one, you've seen them all. Uh, Twas the night. Uh, this has Brian Cranston in it, which is kind of weird. Again, they still get kind of like popular names. And granted, this isn't when yeah. he was like the big, when he was like one of the biggest actors on the planet. But mm-hmm. yeah, I do kind of love how just sh- crappy he is in this movie because he's mm-hmm. like a con man, and I'm like. See, this is what I want to see for my Brian Cranston. Not screaming. I want sleaze, <laughs> damn it. Oh, uh, wait. 2002. Here we go. Wait, these are some good ones in here. Double Team. Double which Team. Which we agree sounds like a porn. A terrible mistake. But this is about those twin girls that are like on a basketball team, even though I they weren't twins in real life. Really? They were just kind of doppelgangers. Yeah. That's which is creepy. That's that's what? a glitch in the Matrix. That's Yeah, but they were not twins. Incorrect. They were not related. They just found two girls that have the same face and were tall and huge and they were like, "Great, you guys are going to play twin girls on a basketball team." Weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like again, like we said, a normal sport, but a really bizarre twist. <laughs> Cadet Kelly. See, this Yo. is the age when it starts to lose me a little bit. What? Well, no, I'm still Cadet- in it, but, like, I don't remember uh, well, these ones is, as much. Maybe because it was, like, a girl film, and you're like, uh, yeah. oh, girls. Probably No, a Cadet bit. Kelly made Hilary Duff, and, uh, uh, what was her name? 
Christy Carlson Romano. This is also when I do feel like Yo. they start like trying to make the Disney Channel star on television a thing. Yes, more than before. Because this was before. like peak Lizzie McGuire time, and they're like, give that we girl need to give a, her a movie. Yeah, yeah. instead Put of giving her, her a movie movie, yeah. where oh, it was like TV to film, it's TV uh, to TV movie. Even Stevens too. Yeah, this both of their shows were like really popular, so they were like. This is gonna be great, and Cadet Kelly is just like classic. Like we we love Cadet yeah. Kelly. It was girl a good power. One. Girl power. It was a good one. Okay. True Confessions. I don't remember. Get a clue. Yes, get a clue. Wasn't that uh, Lindsay Lohan? Oh yeah. Early days. This is of Lindsay close Lohan. to when the Parent Trap was. That makes sense. Yeah. Gotta kick it up. Si se puede. This was like one of the most important movies ever. Yo, this like this movie. Shaped a generation. Do you know? Gotta what? pick it up. No, explain. Another obscure sport. It's it's the palm dance dancing. Do you know like palm dancing? Kind of. Or it's like a mix between cheerleading and dance, and it's like they use pom poms, and they're like it's a story of like white saviorness, where like this white lady goes to get Hispanic high school and like saves their dance team oh, no. and trains them, teaches them morals, and it's they're like she's like come on guys don't be ghetto. Like, be be better so that we can win this trip. See, you're saying it's a big deal, but the way you're describing no, it sounds that's, bad. that's the trope of the movie. She's like, don't be ghetto and don't be anything. Just, uh, like, learn morals and be nice to each other and don't be bitchy. And that, that was the theme of the movie. But, like, they have this chant where they say, like, yes, we can in Spanish, si se puede. And it's just like... It just—it's a feel-good movie. Do you think movie. Obama took the? Yes, he said, "Boy, yes, he did." He saw this. Yes, we when can. He was running he was, for like senator of this. Illinois, and he was and like, he was "Oh, like, that's genius!" Yeah, <laughs> You're right, I gotta remember this. I gotta re- I'm gonna no. put this aside for later. If you ever really find a video it. of this movie, like it's just a genuine—it's a feel-good one, and I think it's—it's it's one of the most important ones. But yeah, she like—it's a white savior movie. Uh, the Ring of Endless Night. What the hell What's... is that name? Oh my God! Is that—is that a? Beluga? Or no, I guess that's a dolphin. I don't want anything to do with this. Nope. Wait, they made a theatrical film? Wait. Oh, this is the same person who wrote Wrinkle in Time. Okay. Uh, Scream (laughs) Team. (laughs) This is a Scream Team. Not really. I don't remember that. Oh, you wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, I know this one. uh, You wish. Oh, he wishes for his brother to go away, and it's the annoying kid from... Malcolm in the Middle. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, yeah, no, I empathize with your decision. And I just, I love this one because he just can't wrap his head around the idea that he wished for his brother to be gone. Like, it takes him, (laughs) like, an hour to really grapple with that. Dude, you literally just said There's this whole, like, there's this whole where's, who's on first bit where he's like, where's Steve? Which is the kid's, his, his brother ends up becoming a TV star because he wasn't born into that family. It's like, where's Stevie? On the TV. That's what I mean. What do you mean? Where's Steve? And they do that for a two whole minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that one's weird. Yeah, but I remember it. I remember Which pretty well. I think deserves a medal because there's so many of these things. If you yeah. remember if, it, if it, that means if it sticks out in your yeah. brain, it merely means something. That deserves credit. Right uh, on track. Right on track. Girls racing. Again, racing. Why? Uh, just play soccer or baseball. No. Or or they can't. God, even cricket. At least cricket's like yeah. well known in a lot of countries. No, they can't. Uh, okay, the even, the even Stevens. Stevens, we need a minute for this one. Okay, yeah, this, this episode's gonna be a little long. I'm okay with that, because okay, to be fair, fine. we're covering a lot of ground. Yes, the Even Stevens movie, let me talk about this movie really fast. This is the first time I think they turned one of their TV shows into a into movie. Into a film, yeah, I think so too. This is like 
a genuinely hilarious movie. I still watch this to this day and, like, crack up laughing at some of these jokes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just a lot of physical humor, like, a lot of just... I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I feel like it, it touches all of, like, the comedy points. Like, it was just really genuine Shia LaBeouf romping Still before he him. turned to the dark side. Yeah, yeah, before uh, he was killed by his evil clone and yeah. replaced. LaBeouf Shy. Yeah, LaBeouf Shy. Um, <laughs> I was trying to say it backwards, and I'm like, nope, too many letters. Yes, but, like, it's a funny movie, and it's like a... And it, it kind of bites off of, like, what was kind of really relevant at the time. Survival TV shows were, like, yeah. real, real That's also popular. another thing about the Disney Channel movies that I think is worth referencing. They really do chase trends. Mm -hmm. Like, if something's popular in 2002, they're going to have something about it in 2003. Yeah. And you're absolutely and right. And, like, I think this movie, what makes this really, really successful is that, like, it actually acknowledges its own issues when it's, like, why does Lewis have to annoy his sister so much? Like, it, it really, like, this series of even Stevens like digs deep into like the oh sibling rivalry thing but then and like she kills him yeah. I, <laughs> I mean to, she doesn't really kill him I feel him, like but, we like... need to quickly explain the premise if you don't remember <laughs> this has almost very little to do with the main plot of the show it's not like a no. high school drama thing or like a family drama thing like the show no. they get invited to a reality or like a fantasy island like a dream yes. vacation right the island like the hotel they're in collapses and yes. they're forced to forage in the wilderness only for us to find out that all of this is a part of a TV they're show. On a TV show. They don't know they're on a show. Yeah, called that is Family Fake Where, out. like, all of the weather and every all everybody's an actor. All of the natives are all actors and Which, everything. that's probably the most people of color ever cast in anything. So yeah, good for that. Much, so right. good for this yeah. fake reality show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, um, yeah, they so... slowly start going crazy. Because and then, they like, think they're about to die. And then the producer of the show gets punked. So it's like, yes, reality. It's show the sequel like yes. you know what i mean at some point they find out and i love this is kind of like the ending of seinfeld where the ending of seinfeld is they get arrested and every person they've ever wronged comes like as a character witness and it's like you suck yeah i hate you <laughs> and they end the episode in jail this feels similar where they get put on this reality show and everyone's dunking on them they're like this is yeah. so funny to see these jerks get punished and put yep. through the ringer they deserve it yeah and mm -hmm. at some point they find out it's a reality show but not before the female lead goes a little crazy from abuse and decides she's going to spear yeah. Shia LaBeouf through the chest yes. and kill him. Yeah. And then when she finally goes through with it, it turns out she was in on the plan and it turns out to be, yeah, got, I believe they just call it Gotcha. Yeah, and, with starring, what's his name? Uh, Dave Cooley? Yes. He was in this, oh my yeah. god, I forgot. But just yeah, to do the Gotcha. I do love... The, the guy who runs this family fake-out show, when he sees Shia Bluff die, he has a complete mental breakdown because That's he's like... That's one of my favorite jokes of this so movie. It's so good. And he's and in it's shock. Not even like a real, it's not even a joke, but I think it's the funniest part of this movie where he's like, she's not really going to hurt him. And then it just cuts to her. She's like, I'm going to hurt you, Louis. <laughs> like, I just find that the funniest joke <laughs> yeah, I've ever he's heard. He's like, this is fine. We have control. Like, she's not going to hurt him. And then immediately like, he collapses, bursts into tears. No one was yes. supposed to get hurt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even after the gotcha is revealed, he's just in shock. Like, yeah. I'm convinced he goes comatose for the rest of his life because he can't mentally process what he just <gasps> went through yeah that's this one is like a big 
bounce off of a lot of fun ideas. I really like that one. 2003 is another real, like, banner year. Yeah. Uh, we get Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Well, that is good fun. Yeah, that one's fun. It has this trope I hate What's of, like, the, yeah, the dad doesn't understand, like, what the kid wants to do. Mm-hmm. He wants to cook, but he's good at baseball. Again, um, a normal sport, but with, like, yeah, a we twist don't even want to like, play that sport. Yeah, we I hate even, that yeah, sport. Yeah, I hate this. I'm good at cooking. <laughs> yeah. I've learned how to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, it drives me insane that he doesn't win the competition at the end. They do have, uh, I believe they got Bobby Flay as himself. This is, like, oh, a right. nice celebrity cameo. There's a couple weird ones in here. Mm-hmm. Um, this has one of my favorite jokes, because he's like, come on, you hit like a girl, and the one girl on the team goes, all right, I have enough. I have the highest batting average on this team. And I just, and normally you roll your eyes at a joke like that, but it's also, but then the coach goes like, all right, does anyone else have any complaints? And like, like two or three kids raise their hands and just have like a minor thing. It's like, all right, noted. And I just think that's funny. Uh, Cheetah Girls. Yo. This one, I found. Monument. This is, what was the, what were the Hiroshima bombs names? Uh, the fat man and little boy and little boy yeah or little man and fat boy i don't remember this is the i little tried not boy. to remember her nuclear annihilation oh, no? it makes me stressed i feel like this is the little boy in high school musical was like the fat man do you know what i mean yeah like but this one woo did a number on disney channel this i feel like this this changed marketing that this this forced them into like take a different term as far as marketing and like wow first of all here's what i my favorite part about this is like this is like actual true authentic diversity like all right we've got black people we've got a hispanic we got a latina and a white girl and then it's like they all live in new york city which is neutral pretty much neutral ground where like mm-hmm. it's possible for like people of different backgrounds and like uh different economic standings to all pretty much live within like, five blocks to of be each in other. the same neighborhood yeah to be in the same neighborhood go to the same school and like be friends and it's like that's what we see we see like poor and then we see like really rich and then we see like somewhere in the middle people people like of obviously different ethnicities but like just from like completely different stories and backgrounds that are like all really talented and also like best friends and like genuinely love each other and support each mm-hmm. other this is amazing and did you know that whitney houston uh produced this what yeah oh my god isn't that something oh my god you're right yeah that's so weird yeah mm-hmm. but i guess that kind of explains a part of why this became such a huge deal a huge chunk of disney channel just became the cheetah girls it felt like yeah they had to just take time out of their schedule for the cheetah girls mm-hmm it got nominated for a DGA award for outstanding achievement in children's programming. It was I'm so sure. big. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one just, it's one of those like three or four of these watershed moments where it redefines what Disney channel movies are, what the Disney channel is, how they approach their creations. And looking further down on this list, I feel like this may have been the start of like, Oh, kids like pop stars. Yes. Let's make more pop star movies. Yes. <laughs> This is That's definitely exactly one of the ones that I do. feel like shapes what comes next. Yeah, totally. Uh, let's see. Full Court Miracle. Oh my God. I I convinced myself this one. This didn't is exist. Reverse White Savior. <laughs> yes, this is Reverse White Savior. Um, this is this is Black Savior in Jewish neighborhood, which is like I didn't know that was even a category, but it yes, is. We got it. We um, got it. You you think of it. We got it. This one is insane because there's these set pieces where they're imagining famous battles that the Jewish people were involved in, but they're, like, in armor against Roman centurions. Uh And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Uh, This was a good one. I used to like this movie. Like, I remember watching it. 
Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Pixel, Pixel Perfect. Pixel Perfect. Another pop star Another one. Another pop star. Ricky Ullman was in it. This was one of my... I was saying to Carter, like, this was the movie that made me, like, want to learn an instrument, actually. So, like, if Disney Channel has accomplished anything, it, it inspires the arts, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like Disney Channel as a whole was, like really inspiring individuality. I feel like it, that has disappeared because you remember those those Disney Channel commercials that would happen like in between yeah. highlighting a sport? Right. Or or like there was a whole Disney Channel segment like a, like a mini series about like kids who collected odd items. Oh, I remember that. Like there was one kid who collected Pez dispensers, there was one girl who collected snow globes. And, right, and, then, right, right, and right. then they would highlight these like really unique sports like i remember those one like about diving like like you know like yeah high dive or i don't know what that's called when you dive into a pool but just like diving. yeah just diving i guess i feel like for children at this age like at in this year this really helps cultivate like uh individual like hobbies yeah i, I feel like there's not an emphasis on on hobbies anymore and sports and like yeah you know what i mean because everything's just like Fortnite, do that yeah. And nothing else. <laughs> That's kind of true. Like, we don't... Uh, maybe it's just there's too much stuff now. I don't I don't think so. And so much of it's digital. Do you remember, like, how desperate they were to make us go outside and play? That was a watershed it thing was for desperation. kids' television. They, they were would like, shut off the channel for they an hour. They would turn off... They would pick a day every and year. And cancel their programming. Nickelodeon shut the channel down and was like, get outside right now and play all day. It was like, it called the International Day of Play. And there oh, was just God. this this loop message on Nickelodeon that was like, get out, turn your TV off, Well, that was go when outside. people cared about child obesity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so... That is interesting. Yeah, Pixel Perfect's basically just Gem and the Holograms. Yeah, but he, it, he creates a girl. Yeah. This is this is borderline, like, pornographic, weird. too. Yeah. yeah. This, the, it like, is you know weird I mean? that he, because like, shapes his... At least in this, science. unlike in Gem, someone does take him aside in this and goes, hey, your relationship with your computer's weird. Yeah, and it's like... And it is kind of, like, crappy because it's like, he takes... He has a friend that's a less pretty version of the girl he creates... And which is just oof. which is crappy, yeah. You deserve but better. She's dear. she's talented, but she's just like not as pretty. And like he just takes her voice and the songs heard, that she ugh. wrote, and then like takes a, even takes a photo of her and just like photoshops the hell out of her, and then creates a hologram, a pretty version of her. <laughs> and that's really shitty. <laughs> yeah, but at least they acknowledge it. At least yeah. they're like, yeah, this is really weird. And also, you gave something life yeah. irresponsibly. You're, yeah. you're Frankenstein making a horrible mess, uh, going to the mat wrestling again. No, let's I not. love that the tropes are basically, at this point, there's like three kinds. Franchises that they already had, uh, pop cult, like pop star, pop s- suburban life, mm-hmm. or weird sport. Yeah. Z3. My Zena, understanding is people Z3. don't like this one. Z3? Ah, I don't really remember one way or the other. Like, I don't have any particular emotions towards it. Stuck in the Suburbs. Another pop star film. Yes. Another one that just feels like they had a thousand ideas and kind of just smashed them together. Our first appearance of Brenda Song in this list. Wait, um, no, it's not. Is it not? No, she was in the Santa movie. She was in... Oh, crap, she was. Yeah. Our second appearance. That was her first, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is when she was, like, more a of a one. teenager, so they could, yeah, like, have her... Yeah, she's so cutesy. This yeah, is they could give her glamour life. shots and not yeah. get judged. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, well, I mean, you should be judged, but... But Stuck in the Suburbs was one of my favorites, too. It was just, like, good girly fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, oh, pop star. It's also... Oh, this, this is the Panabakers. This is the beginning of the Panabaker sisters. Oh, God. Danielle, 
Panna Baker and I forget the other sister's name, who now just like she just went to school and became a veterinarian. She didn't stay in oh. business. I know. Well, I mean, and if she's happy, that's why we don't know her name. Yeah, I think she's. I feel like her name starts with a P. Like she's like a Pam, Pam Panna Baker Maybe. or something. Like that. I don't know. But yeah, this this one brings out a lot of tropes for me. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of one, a lot of Disney Channel movies. I get like. People make jokes about this in movies in general, but if people just talk to each other for two minutes, this could be solved. Like, this whole elaborate scenario where these kids are changing this pop star's life, all his friend has to do is say, hey, I lost your phone, someone has it, we gotta go find it. We need to the deactivate it problem, and buy another yeah, one because that exists too. This insane scenario goes away. I love that of just, like, craziness. I love how it's another one that it feels like they had a hundred ideas and we're like, we're going to hammer this together, whether it wants to fit together or not. It's like when you give up on a jigsaw puzzle and just start punching it to make it work. Mm -hmm. And also, it made me wonder, this is one where, like, all of the supporting female characters go insane anytime this pop star is brought up. Has that ever actually happened? Like, I know there's all these antidotal stories about people fainting and losing their cool when the Beatles were a big thing. Like, people running onto Shea Stadium and getting tackled, people crying. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can see the footage, but in my head I'm still like... This couldn't have really happened. Oh, People yeah. People have never no, gotten this crazy. I believe it happens. I don't know. It's just, it, this certainly is another one that really locks down it as a trope, where mm-hmm. if you have more than four girls in a group, they're going to scream about a boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Tiger Cruise. Tiger Cruise. Talk when you mentioned 9-11. <laughs> Here we go. Enter Hayden Panettiere. A phrase you never want to say. Yeah. Soon to be country music sensation. I, this is here. Before is, Heroes, remember the show Heroes? Yes. Yeah, that was. I think that was maybe her like shining role. Yeah. yeah. This is a kind of propaganda movie where it's like. Oh yeah. She's like, I wish my dad would stop serving in the military. I wish. <laughs> I wish I could see my dad. Like I hate we being on a on boat. A base. Yeah, yeah, we live on a boat. We mm-hmm. might commit war crimes. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't asked. I'm just a girl. I'm just a, <laughs> just a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then 9-11 happens. Yeah. And, like, people on the boat have people who died in the t- attacks. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I realize why you do this now. And I'm like, yuck. I support the, the I su- military. Yeah, I support the military. <laughs> yeah, it ends with her looking at the camera and going... Now let's go invade Iraq. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. And I know it's well-meaning, but in yeah. today's modern light, it's like, this is rough. Yeah. I don't know how I feel really about trying. this. Halloween Town High? This is, again, the third one, I always turn on the third one. Because this is when, like, they're like, oh, we have to bring the monsters to school, but they can't look like monsters, which I'm like, then what's the point? I know, yeah. And it's crappy CGI, too much lore, like, the lore overwhelms it. Uh, not good. Now yeah. you see it. Oh, a- wait a minute. Uh, AJ, or Ali, Ali Mashaka. This one, I remember so many ads. Yes. Because... There was a lot of commercials for this one. And I like, didn't even care to watch it. Or back then, more than now. When they had one of these, th- that was all you heard about for, like, Yo, months. Yo, it invaded... Yeah, they went... It just they invaded went, your Disney real space. tried real hard. Because I remember the ads where they showed the music and the bits and they, they go had the behind cast the interviews. All they, the there behind was a the name for stuff. those, like, the... Decom extras, they were yeah. called, the, where they would go behind the scenes and interview and people. Disney and Disney 365. Yeah, they would do Disney some bits there. Disney 365, yeah, I remember all that. This one's kind of fun because it's like, the idea is he's a magician and he's entering a magician contest, but he actually has magic and the um, host is also a magic guy. Franklin Jell is in this? God, they are masters at getting the C and B list stars into these. Yeah, geez, they're not busy. Um, 
Yeah, it's, they were trying to get Allison Micaiah and, um, I remember her. What happened to her? Allison who? Allison, uh, Michalek. Ali Mashaka? Mashaka, is that how you pronounce it? You don't it? know Ali and AJ? I know her. I was oh just like, God. I haven't seen her in a while. She they was also like, in Phil of the Future. They were like the biggest Disney Channel pop stars ever. They were like, they were, they went on tour with the Cheetah Girls. Really? Oh my God. Yeah, Ali, that, remember we were just talking about, I guess we'll get to Cowbells, but like, Ali and AJ Mashaka were like, like the sister duo. They were like amazing and they made amazing, like heartfelt, they were like two female John Mayers. That's, of this time. Is that a compliment or an insult? For the time, a compliment. Okay. <laughs> Good. But, okay. like, I still listen to, like, that old music. And, like, they, they are actually still, uh, like, Doing a band. Things? Okay, that's cool. Well, yeah, AJ Mashaka's on the Goldbergs now. She does a lot of acting, huh. AJ Mashaka. She was in Secretariat. Uh, and, uh, do you remember, you remember Secretary? Yes. The movie oh, the yeah, yeah. The horse who, the, like, one who did the Triple Crown forever ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before that and, happened, uh, like, two years in a row. And then, uh, but yeah, no, Ali and AJ Mashaka are like, I was like, what name are you trying to say? That's interesting. God, oh my goodness. this really is like, I know we're going long, but I'm having fun. This is just oh, no, kind of fun. Is good. This is more for us. Yeah. This is more for us. Care. You can stop listening by now. This yeah. Is you, they already turned it off. Yeah. When it got to the 30 minute mark, they're like, all right, we're done here. But yeah. I'm, 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 I'm having fun, but yeah, I don't know. I like, I like magic. So I always like anything. Buffalo Did somebody say Native Americans? Oh, no. With a middle part? Or just, when I say BMX. Native Americans, I mean just one Native American. Yeah, one Native American. We couldn't one get guy. two. No, we only had the one. I have no reference for this thing. Based on how short the Wikipedia page is, yeah, I'm going to assume like, this wasn't that popular. No. Uh, I recognize this poster, but like, I don't really care. Go go on to the next one. It's yeah, Kim let's Possible. Just... Kim Possible movie. Yeah. So the Th drama. Is, it, is this the first Yo. animated one? Yes. Oh my god. It's the first animated one. Is this a time travel one? Yo, there was so much called advertisements for this. Like, this was This a was huge, dive. yeah. Because yeah. this was the first time they did the animated, and it was tied in with the lore of the show. It wasn't just, and like, a one-off. Yeah, tied in with the lore of the show. They had, like, merch and, like, video. They had the uh, computer games that went with it. Yeah, and they had music. Yeah. And, like, they did, like, a hundred ads. Christy Carlson Romano. Yes, it was just so important. But like, And they had all oh, the ads good. with, like, buff uh, naked mole rap. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they. This is where like they had music videos that went with like the movie. Yeah. So, oh, I don't they know did. What reason? But yeah. Yeah, this one. Oh man, Kim Possible. I feel like we don't appreciate how big Kim Possible was for a while. Well, you maybe you don't, but like, Kim Possible is my gym. Kim Possible is my ringtone currently. Like, have you ever heard my ringtone? Yes. Yeah. And I always laugh because I'm like, I, like man, live and breathe. You're Kim living like, it. Like, it's it's the only thing that really matters. I mean, cause I was, I wanted to be her. Like I wanted. Yeah. She was like a role model for our entire generation. Like, I was like, how do I become an international spy? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do I become like this, like Avenger girl? I want to, I, I want to swing from a grappling hook. Yeah. Cause there's nothing quite like it. Cause no. there was no like James Bondy action spy stuff for girl, like no. geared toward females. Mm -mm. They tried totally spies and that was popular, but totally it, did, it wasn't was the yeah. Cool. yeah. Like those are the only two it's we got. It's a different purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, man. Totally Spies was more on the air of Charlie's Angels. Yeah. It felt more like playing because it was a team and they all had colored, coded outfits. Yeah. And they were, like, slightly sexualized. They were. They were too curvy for their yeah. own good. Yeah. Whereas it Kim was, Possible was, was more... it was anime-ish. Yeah. It was, That yeah. was that era of Cartoon Network where they were... 
like Samurai Jack was a hit, so everything they, were they like, wanted we gotta go was kind of action. Japanese. We gotta yeah, go. <laughs> everything has to be like action animation and yeah. anime, mm-hmm. which I mean was fine. If yeah, I mean, they made some nice I, stuff. it kind of lost me because that wasn't really my preferred taste, but it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love Samurai Jack though, but we're not yeah. talking about that right now because by God, we can't. No. Um, yeah. Go figure. Go figure. See, this is what kickstarted it because I was just like, I love Go Figure. There's I used just to... so much malarkey in this movie. Yeah, I realized that like in the two thousands, we had like quite a few figure skating movies, like Girl Figure. Like remember Ice Princess? With, yeah, uh... I always got these two mixed up. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like I was, I used to figure skate when I was like a kid. That was like the sport that I did. Really? Growing up. You never told me that. I never told you that. I mean, I guess I could have inferred it because I know you've skated and I know you dance, oh. so it feels like a logical connection. Chain of events. Yeah. So like I was, these were my jam. Like I was into these. Okay. Movies. But yeah, basically the plot. This one for me because it's really the apex of all of the tropes we've learned so far. Because it's about a talented figure skater. She wants to be the best. The only way she can get into this school and be taught by this famous Russian skating coach, because of course oh, right. she's Russian. Yeah. They don't give out figure skating scholarships. She, she needs a hockey scholarship. This movie was like kind of pseudo Nancy Kerrigan. A little bit. A little bit. It, it, which I feel like it's impossible to do ice skating stuff now and not. And not be like, oh, girls the are culture, mean. Yeah, the culture yeah. is toxic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like girls are catty and mean. And we'll like injure yeah. each other permanently. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the day we have true gender parodies when we have something like that on the Disney Channel, but talking about how boys are evil and like yeah. little mm-hmm. boys are just as big a-holes. But yeah, until much. that day... That shining day. Um, anyway, <laughs> so let me focus. Um, so yeah, everyone hates her. High school drama, cute boy. We have a celebrity appearance from Christy Yamaguchi. Yes. Um, there's the trope of all is lost and she gets like isolated from her friends because one of the bully ice skaters locks her in a closet and she ends up missing the big meeting with Christy Yamaguchi. And all it would take her to go is like, no, this other girl abducted me and locked me, like imprisoned me. She's insane. And everything would be (laughs) solved, but she can't because then the movie would be over. So we need this drama. She has the super smart brother who uses math to play in hockey. And his robot, of course, becomes a factor at the end. The dad's just a goof. He just has bets with the brother. That's all Mm -hmm. he does. The mom's kind of earnest. We have all these wacky support characters. Like every girl has a single factor. The one's big. The one's tiny. One's quirky. Yeah. And does weird stuff to her hair. There's also one ice skater who gets flushed out and she's like not good enough anymore. We see a needle and it's like, no, you don't need to do steroids. And possibly my favorite line in any movie ever. No, you don't. I'm not taking steroids. I'm a diabetic. And I'm like, wow. I can't deny the logic of that line. (laughs) That's what interested me in talking about this because it is so funny how these movies really are just puzzle pieces that get put together and then painted over to make images. They're Rubik's Cubed, yeah. Yeah, they're They're Rubik's Cubes with different images on it that we put together, and yet we still love them. Mm. It's film and television. It's like a handful of ideas that we constantly rearrange and reimagine and revitalize, and we have fun every time. Yeah. Uh, Next is Life is Rough. I effing loved Life is Rough. Oh my god, This is my one that I go off about. Wow. Because I love... This is the other Mashaka sister. Kay Mashaka. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, wait, not Mashaka. Panabaker. There's so many weird names here. Because I I loved... I loved Kyle. Because Kyle Kyle Massey, this was... He was a guy they pushed 
hard. Yeah, they did. They were when, like, this guy's funny. Yeah, when they wanted to do more That's a Raven, they just gave him a show. The basic idea is he is like this kind of smart kid. I like how this is that super smart kid trope like Home Alone, but everyone acknowledges he's an a-hole. Like he's yeah. a conniving, manipulative maniac. Mm -hmm. He has like a, like a little, like a handler, like a personal assistant who's only friends with him because he saved his life when he was having an <laughs> asthma attack. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, he wants this super rare Gotham Man comic, but the only way he can make the money for it is entering a dog show. Not any other idea. This super so smart weird. kid can't Again, think of anything else. Again, a weird else. sport. Yes, exactly. Dog shows. <laughs> and there's like this really snooty other person who, to try to keep Kyle from winning, creates a fake family to be like, you found our dog. Yeah, this is psycho. Yeah, there's like a, the lie reveal trope when uh, the AJ girl finds out that he's only doing this for the competition. They don't talk. Oh, that's and, right. Oh, yes. And I'm pretty sure the rival dies at the end because, of course, Kyle's on a skateboard when he's doing the final routine right, and all the yes. judges are like, my Whoa, word. I've never seen anything like this, even and, though it's probably against the rules. Yeah, definitely against the rules. So the rival kid knocks the bottoms out of a ramp. There's like a ramp and he's inside it, causes it to collapse and crushes him. And I'm like, is he yeah. dead? We don't see him or his dog for the rest of the movie. I think they die. I think <laughs> they, they might, get crushed. Yeah. And I love it. I, I love that movie. Proud Family the movie. Proud Family. Yo, The Proud Family is one of my favorite things ever. I would watch Proud Family every day if I could. I felt like it was the only TV show that, like, understood me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was the only TV show that spoke my language. I, I, felt like, I feel like as a black kid... Like, Proud Family actually, like, did some research. Do you like know what they I mean? Under it had authentic yeah. blackness to it. And I think that's the thing we talked about. It's just, like, when you center it on an entire family of black people, as opposed to having just the one token black person, you can actually think about, oh, what is it Who really... Who are these people? Yeah. How do they live? Yeah. Yeah. The one person doesn't have to do Tiffany Haddish bit. Yeah, thank you. But anyway, the Proud Family movie was bizarre. Yeah. See, that's my that's the, <laughs> that's the most interesting thing about these high-end movies. Yeah. Like, Kim Possible is fine because it's super secret agent stuff. It, there's a logic to stretching it out into a big, flashy movie. Like, it feels yeah. normal. But right. to fit, like, even Stevens in this into, like, the structure and form of a movie and to have stakes, they have to go insane. Yeah, and this movie goes completely insane. Yeah. They go on a vacation to a tropical island because it always has to be because, like, duh. yeah, yeah. there always has to be hula skirts and tropical trees yeah, or it's not a movie. But uh, there's like this mad scientist, George Washington Carver or whatever. Like it was supposed to be like a peanut. Anyway, this is about peanuts. This is about mutant yeah. peanuts. So make sense of that. Yeah. He like is cloning peanuts to become super soldiers. Yeah. And he's replacing the Proud family with clones. I don't know why that connects. Penny, I think, gets stuck with the rest of the clone family, and her dad gets stuck with, who's honestly one of my favorite animated characters, because he's just all explosions. He is, There's yeah. not a quiet moment for he's that man. He's like the Mr. Crocker, like, of... And he's like a failed businessman, too, but really the wife is supporting the family. She's, yeah. she's the vet. She's, she's carrying she's the weight. She's a vet, yeah, and she ma she's making the big bucks. He's just trying to sell his proud snacks, which everyone agrees sucks, but... Yes. But he's, and he's just with the clone Penny, which he's happy with because it's like, oh, she's following the rules now. Finally, nice. my daughter, yeah. Uh, I love it. I love how insane it is. I love how it ties into, like, sitcoms would always have one or two episodes where they'd go to, like, Hawaii or Disneyland. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you just want to go on vacation. Yeah, we just need to film somewhere yeah. else. And... We, yeah, we want to film somewhere else. You know, we've locked down all these episodes where yeah. we're in we the same Yeah, get out sets. of the studio, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the studio sucks. Let's move, yeah. Uh, it's, in, it's insane. Twitches. 
Okay, so this is probably where why millennials are now obsessed with witchcraft. <laughs> like this in Harry Potter. Oh like there God. there were so many like witchcraft esque uh, yeah. properties Things going about on magic. when we were children. Like it just makes sense that like now if you look on Instagram, there's a lot of like pseudo witchcraft. Yeah, things. where everyone's into Wiccan stuff. And, yeah, like, or at least pretends rocks. to be. Yeah, yeah. And everyone rocks buys rocks and things like that. Twitches with T and Tamara Maori is how that started. Yes. Um, Twin witches. I mean, this is good. It fun. is the plot of Sister Sister, but with magic. They're like, make it, make it Halloweeny. I love somehow. it's like we need to give them a movie. Do you want to do a Sister Sister movie? Yeah. Eh, not really. No, they're too old. I imagine this we, like we yeah. are. They already graduated. Yeah. I imagine this like board like executive just like leaning on a couch and throwing they're a ball like, up into the air. We signed a contract with them. What the hell should we do? But we want more Sister Sister stuff. What if we made it Halloweeny? Yeah. Okay, yeah, witches, sure. All oh, right. this was all... The, wait, wasn't this like a... Uh, not a switched at birth, but this was like another like separated, separated at yeah. birth. Man, they're, they're out of ideas with these two. Like, the only yeah. thing they can do with twins is separate them at birth. And yeah, then that's... Have them meet they each other. want twins because there's something weirdly interesting about twins, yeah, but mm-hmm. they don't know what to do with them. No. Other than, like, the two plots. See, like, this is why Disney Channel is like... Like I said, there's no mediums. It's like, we can't... We can't have make a normal sense of life. two siblings. Yeah. So we can make sense of five. Yeah. We can do a movie called Quint- Quince about quintuplets and make this somehow yeah. make sense. But two two siblings? No, it won't no, work. No, that's stupid. We need a twist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we can understand a basic suburban family, but one of them has to be a super scientist yeah. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember this one having a lot of lore, and that always kind of turned me off, because I'm like, I like the stuff where they're just hanging out and trying out their powers, but then when it gets to, like, the darkness oh, no. and the twin moons, no, I'm like, evil. that loses me. There's, yeah, there's, like, they make a universe out of this. Really. And I'm like, I just want to go back to them, like, picking on their bullies with magic, please. Yeah, no, that's, that's the not fun, good Or, enough. like, getting ready for their party. Yeah. I like no. that stuff. All right, so we're going to pause here really quick, because we're about to get to a very big transition in the Disney Channel movie. This, The next movie we're going to talk about is really the pendulum that swings and changes the entire dynamic of how these movies are made, how they look, how they sound, and how they are marketed. And until we talk about that, um, get your head in the game. Wink! I gotta go my own way. Wink! <laughs> And until... Hey, stick to the status quo, okay, Carter? Wink. That's and okay. We're all in this together. Wink. All right, we're done. I'm we're done. It. We I'm Carter. And I'm Sydney. Have a magical day, Thank I guess. You. I'm so sorry. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Disney Desk. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel and thumbs up this video. For more content, be sure to check out our Tumblr and look for us on Facebook. Have a magical day.